namely that antidepressants often do not do what they promise and are in fact causing harm to many. It's time for a wellness revolution. Brought to you by Hotsey Health and Wellness Center. Honest discussion on maintaining health and wellness naturally to enjoy a better quality of life. He's the doctor fighting to let you keep your doctor. Now, Dr. Stephen Hotsey. Welcome to Dr. Hoetze's Wellness Revolution. I'm Stacey Banfield here with the founder and CEO of the Hoetze Health and Wellness Center, Dr. Stephen Hoetze. And just as a reminder, you can download any of our podcasts simply by going to hoetzepodcast.com. That's H-O-T-Z-E podcast.com. All right. This topic, a lot of people call us about this. They're so frustrated. They say, wow, I'm doing so many things right. Why can't I lose weight? Dr. Hoetze, help well, we're going to talk today about six key reasons that prevent people from being able to lose weight. So let me enumerate those. First are the hormones, the uh, thyroid hormones. And in women, when they have an imbalance between their natural occurring estrogen hormones during their monthly, monthly cycle and the progesterone when they're out of balance, that can also adversely affect the ability of the thyroid hormone to be properly utilized within the cell to create energy. Remember, the thyroid hormone is what enables our cells to produce and use energy. Every one of your cells has power plants within it. Those power plants are called mitochondria. Can you repeat that after me? Mitochondria. That's right. The mitochondria are the power plants that convert the nutrients we get from our food, the hormones, the vitamins and minerals enable the power plants to convert the nutri nutrients from our food into energy. And the energy is electrical energy that's produced within the cells and within the mitochondria. And then there are certain molecules, particularly ATP, you might remember from biology. You remember the Krebs cycle. All these things, maybe uh, the ATP carries the electrical energy and then it transmits it to the biochemical processes that have to have energy to run. So this is all elect electrical energy. We're really a bundle of electricity. When you go to the doctor and he checks your EKG, it's an electrocardiogram. They are reading the electrical current within your heart. When they do an EEG on your brain, they're measuring the electrical current within the brain. That's called an electroencephalogram. So we're a bundle of electricity, and we want to make sure that our mitochondria, our power plants, are producing optimal levels of energy. The thyroid hormone is critical for that to occur. It's once inside the cell, the active thyroid hormone, which is known as T3, thyroid with three iodine atoms on it, is the active thyroid hormone. The thyroid gland makes predominantly T4. T4 is the inactive pro-hormone, which has to be metabolized within the cell by an enzyme called deiodinase, which means to take off an iodine. So T4 is converted to T3 within the cells. When that is done properly, then the T3 activates the power plants, enabling it to produce energy. So the thyroid is very, very critical in the production of energy within the cells that get your metabolism up. 
and that's then you're able to get your weight down if you eat properly. We're going to talk about that a little bit later. I will mention something here that's very important. Fluoride, which is in the water, and in some of the drugs you take, some of the antidepressants contain these. Fluoride poisons the enzyme within the cell that converts T4 to T3. And we're drinking, 70% of Americans are drinking fluoridated water. We have it in our toothpaste. The dentist put it on. It's put in various food products and products around the house. So we're exposed to fluoride, which is a halogen, and it competes with iodine at the thyroid gland level uh, and replaces it. And it also poisons the enzyme in the cells that makes the conversion. You got 70 trillion cells in your body, and it's, it's in those cells. Every cell has deiodinase, and if it's poisoned or not working, it's functioning as well because it's being poisoned by fluoride. Well, then inevitably, you're not going to get the energy production within your mitochondria, within your power plants that you need to function optimally. So think about this. You are a bundle of energy, and you either have a lot or a little. So we want you to be healthy, and in order to be healthy, you have to be a high-voltage individual. You have to be a live wire. You've heard that term. We use it in lay terms all the yes. time. You see somebody that's life of the party. Boy, that, that gal or guy's a real live wire. Look at them. They really got energy. And that's because they're producing a lot of energy. Their cells are working well. The production of energy in the mitochondria, the power plants is working, and they feel healthy and well. So... When you don't make enough thyroid hormone from your gland, which can be caused by autoimmune thyroiditis when you make antibodies to the thyroid gland, or as you age, inevitably all your glands decrease their production of hormones. That's just the aging process. And if your cells are poisoned from fluoride, uh, then you don't have adequate thyroid within your cells, and you get a host of symptoms. You get Difficulty with weight is very common. Paradoxically, we will see some individuals who fail to thrive. They can't gain weight. They're underweight. And you get them on thyroid and everything begins to work well again. But routinely, people that are low in their metabolism tend to gain weight. When they don't have enough thyroid, active thyroid in the cells, in the mitochondria, in the power plants to activate the energy production, then their metabolism is sluggish and they gain weight. Interestingly enough, in America, 70% of the population is overweight. Half of those people that are overweight are obese. 35% of the population is obese. 70% are overweight. Now, that's really strange because back in the 19, early 1960s, the number or percentage of people that were overweight was just 16%. And the number of individuals that were obese was just 8%. Well, it was in the 50s and 60s that the city started fluoridating the water. And I highly recommend that you get a, some kind of reverse osmosis or some kind of filter, whether it's reverse osmosis that you have on your tap in your kitchen so when you drink you're not getting fluoride in your water. Or you have a simply take the water and there's filters that you can buy and you can pour them through a filter and you can get the fluoride out. That's very important to do. I'd highly recommend that you also eliminate any toothpaste that contains fluoride. You can buy, uh, there's non-fluoridated toothpaste. We carry it here at the Hotsey Health and Wellness Center. Spry. Yeah, you know, Spry toothpaste. 
and it doesn't have any fluoride in it. It's hard to find in the stores, but if you search around, you can find Spry, S-P-R-Y toothpaste or some other non-fluoridated toothpaste. You can mix up your own toothpaste with baking soda and water True. and do that yourself. Uh, so there, that's important that you don't expose yourself to fluoride. Mm-hmm. Now, if you look on the side, and I don't have it with me. We should have brought it. Uh, when you look on the side of a toothpaste carton or a tube of toothpaste, there's a box. And that box says if you ingest the amount of toothpaste that you put on your brush, immediately call your physician or call poison control. Now, why would we put something in our mouth that if we ingested it would cause us to have to call poison control? What is that? It's the fluoride in the toothpaste. It's a toxin. You can go to the material safety data sheet of the federal government. That's called the MSDS, material safety data sheet. Google it on your computer and look up fluoride, and you'll see that it's a toxin. So it's a long story on why why people are putting a whole podcast podcast on fluoride. Mm But the long and the short of it is, here in America, ever since we put fluoride in water, we have this tremendous weight gain, and we've got people with significant clinical symptoms of hypothyroidism, which go undiagnosed by most conventional physicians because they rely simply on the blood test. And you can have adequate amounts of T4, the inactive thyroid hormone in your blood, and it measures, well, you're within this wide range of normal and the way that the lab companies determine what's normal in a blood test is they take the average of the last thousand tests and take two standard deviations, which incorporate 98% of the people. They will fall within this range. 95% of the people will fall within this range. So the range is as high as the Empire State Building, as wide as the Grand Canyon, and you can't hardly fall out of the range. So, and the people as they get the, who's getting their thyroid tested, it's not young, healthy people. It's people in their 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. And so these people all have lower levels of thyroid to begin with now. So the, the level gets dumbed down. So it's a much lower level than you might see if you just measured the thyroid level in, uh, and took the average of 20-year-olds. They're taking a population average, but the population that they're testing are primarily older individuals whose hormones are going to be down anyway. So thyroid plays a significant role. I'll mention to you also that in Europe, where they do not allow fluoride in the water, they have an obesity rate of 8%, and they have an uh, overweight rate of 16%, just what we had in America back in the 1960s. They don't fluoridate their water. Now, uh, it's obvious to me that the fluoride is causing the problem because we know what it does, what action it takes. It poisons the deiodinase enzyme in the cell that converts the active thyroid hormone and the inactive thyroid hormone T4 to T3. So thyroid is a key problem in most people being able to have a high enough metabolism that they're able to metabolize their food and keep their weight down. So that's a big problem. And the, the, uh, imbalance in female hormones as women march through their menstrual life, they become estrogen dominant. The dominant hormone becomes estrogen. And they can tell this because many women track their cycles over time or they remember their cycles. Women know very clearly if one cycle is different from another cycle. 
And as women march through their menstrual life, and it can happen right after childbirth, it could happen at a young age, could even happen in puberty. Some women just don't ever have good balance in their hormones. But as you march through your menstrual life, the progesterone levels, which balance out the estrogen, which is produced the last half of the cycle in a 28-day cycle, you make estrogen all cycle, proliferating the inner lining of the womb, and the progesterone is then produced when a woman ovulates, and it's to balance the estrogen and mature the inner lining of the womb, waiting for a pregnancy. When there's no pregnancy, uh, hormones quit, the ovaries shut off, we have a we flush out the womb and have the period, and then everything starts over. Well, as women have estrogen dominance and progesterone deficiency, what happens is they begin to have cycles that are no longer three to five days and light to moderate, but now they get moderate to heavy and last five to seven days. And as they march through their menstrual life, they get to seven to nine days, get bleeding, clotting, breakthrough bleeding, cramping, fibroids, and all these things were simply caused by a decline in progesterone. When a woman has this problem, estrogen dominance, estrogen dominance causes the liver enzyme to produce high levels of thyroid binding globulins. Or This is a protein that binds thyroid hormone. So inevitably, women who have estrogen dominance inevitably become clinically hypothyroid as well because the thyroid binding globulin made by the liver stimulated to production by the excess estrogen in the system leads to a hypothyroid problem. So inevitably, women will develop this problem as they march through their menstrual life, some to, one, some to greater degrees than others. Men also, testosterone is very important for the conversion of T4 to T3, and it helps in, which helps in our metabolism. So as men's testosterone level goes down, inevitably their energy level, their metabolism, their ability to produce energy within the power plants in their cells, the mitochondria, decline. So the hormones, both thyroid hormones and the sex hormones, can be very uh, important in maintaining an ideal body weight. So you have to maintain ideal levels of your hormones. So my philosophy is this. I believe that anyone who has signs and symptoms of hypothyroidism, no matter what their blood test says, should have a therapeutic trial of natural desiccated thyroid. We've only treated 30,000 people with this. I take it myself. I've taken it for 25 years. And give them a trial to see if they respond to that, if that help gets their metabolism up. And inevitably it does. It'll get their metabolism up. They'll feel better and their fatigue will be gone. So the problems we see with hypothyroidism are the fatigue, difficulty with weight, cold sensitivity, cold hands, cold feet oftentimes, uh, low body temperature, an inability to really focus and think clearly. Some women describe it as brain fog. Mm -hmm. Insomnia, poor sleep patterns, never feel rested even after you lay in bed. You slug it out all week. You lay in bed all weekend. You're still tired. Joint muscle aches and pains. Improper bowel functioning. Oftentimes, constipation. If a woman's had a lot of antibiotics, she may have yeast overgrowth, and she may have some problems with irritable bowels and have some diarrhea but it can affect the bowels. It affects romantic moods and inclinations. You got no energy, you got no desires, right? You don't have desire for anything. Work, family, friends, love making anything. It's just, you're, you're, just, you're just kind of vegetating through life. It also leads to recurrent and chronic infections frequently. People that have recurrent and chronic infections, oftentimes this is caused by hypothyroidism and they can't generate enough energy within their immune system to properly fight off the bacteria and virus to which they're exposed. So 
That's another sign. Women can have irregular menstrual cycles, and this can be caused not only by the decline in the female or the imbalance in the female hormones, but also not having enough thyroid because thyroid governs the metabolism of every cell in your body. So your cells and your organs won't function well in a low thyroid state. So these are some of the signs, these are some of the symptoms we see in uh, hypothyroidism. Inevitably, the, uh, the individual is going to be bloated, he's going to be pasty and thin, oftentimes lose the lateral third of the eyebrows is gone. They have an enlarged tongue. You can check this by just letting your tongue hang out like this and look at it in a mirror and you'll see scalloping along the borders of your tongue like a pie crust. And that's because your tongue is enlarged and it's growing into your teeth. Um, loss of hair in the body, uh, ridged fingernails, dry skin. These are all common features of an individual who has low thyroid levels within the cell, and you can't measure that in the blood. That's measured by the ear, listening to what the patient's clinical symptoms are and looking for the signs of hypothyroidism. Now, I have male pattern baldness. That's not due to hypothyroidism, but women that have hypothyroidism will have a problem with losing hair. They'll, they'll, they'll have uh, hair loss and, and they'll have bald areas in their hair. So those are some of the signs and symptoms you can look for. And if you have those, your problem with losing weight is probably, inevitably, it's going to be due to a low thyroid condition and an imbalance in your hormones. Just mentioned a couple of other things. Drugs can cause weight gain. And the most common drugs to cause weight gain are the antidepressants. Now, here you go. For some reason, your doctor, because your blood tests are normal, inevitably says, because you're complaining of all these various symptoms, and he does his, the blood tests, well, oh, they're all normal. I guess she's just one of those. <laughs> He's thinking to himself, another hypochondriac. As if women don't have anything better to do in their life to go and complain to doctors, really. So he'll go, well, I'll tell you what we're going to do for you, honey. We're going to give you a little Prozac. You know, so next thing you know, they get you on antidepressants. Well, if you weren't depressed, if you were depressed, now you gain 25 pounds on these antidepressants in two or three months. And guess what? Now you're really depressed. Mm -hmm. You go back to the doctor and he wants to put you on more. So the antidepressants can cause problem with weight gain. There are other reasons not to take antidepressants or not to start on antidepressants, which I write about in my book, Hypothyroidism, Health and Happiness. I have a section on there about the dangerous effects of these antidepressants on the neurotransmitters in the brain and the way people think. It can, it can destroy lives and lead to a, why do you think they have a black warning label that says this drug may cause you to commit suicide, increase your risk of suicide? Why would anybody in their right mind take something that would increase your potential to commit suicide? You know, this, it's crazy. So the pharmaceutical drugs, particularly the antidepressants, can cause a problem. People that have toxic exposure can have a problem. We're all exposed to toxins in what, we, uh, in what we breathe in the air, what we eat, what we drink. The, the lotions, lotions we yes. slather on our body. And women are, men aren't so much, men, <laughs> I just don't know men that slather lotions on their body. Women have a lot Women slather stuff. lotions on the body. And most <laughs> of those lotions, ladies, if you look, they're filled with petrochemicals. And so we get petrochemicals in our environment and they get into our cells and they're toxic and they cause a toxic effect upon the mitochondria, the power plants in the cells. So they downregulate and they don't produce as much energy. So that's a problem with the exposure to various toxins in the environment. 
Another thing that could cause weight gain is yeast overgrowth. Mm, now, mm-hmm. yeast is a like a fungus. We all have a little yeast in our colon. Uh, it it is held in check by the normal autochthonous commensal bacteria that live in our colon, and and so when a woman takes an antibiotic, she can know if she has a yeast infection. Uh, you know, in the colon because she gets a vaginal yeast infection. It's not uncommon for that to happen. And some of you women may know what I'm talking about. I used to have women tell me, you're going to give me an antibiotic. You got to give me monostat. That's back when it was a prescription. And they would get yeast infections. Well, you can clean up the vaginal yeast infection, but you still have yeast in the colon. And it becomes imbalanced with the regular regular, uh, bacteria. And yeast grows on sugar. And so if you have a high-carbohydrate diet, you're going to get bloating, belching, gas, and you can get um, leaky gut syndrome, you get inflammation in the bowels, and it can lead to a host of problems. And it can cause weight gain because the yeast produces toxins that signal, I'm hungry, feed me, Seymour, I need some sugar. And the only way the patient feels well is when they eat carbohydrates Mm -hmm. because it feeds the yeast that are sending out toxins when it signaling. So it's a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. And then it depresses the immune system, and you get more infections. And you take more antibiotics, and it's a vicious cycle. So you need to go on a yeast-free eating program, which is much like a paleo eating program. No sugar, no simple carbohydrates for a month, no fruit, no sugar whatsoever. And you get on some candida and uh, take some probiotics. It's very helpful. And then uh, finally, just unhealthy eating can lead to weight gain. So even if your metabolism isn't perfect, or if, even if it is good, in your metabolism, mm-hmm. if you're eating junk, which is laden with all these petrochemicals, fast foods, and with sugar, and they're simple carbohydrates, which are sugar molecules hooked together, invariably, you're going to gain weight. You know, you put too many calories in the body, guess what? The body's going to take those calories in the form of sugar, and it's going to deposit and make fat. That's what happens. And so you gain weight. So... Those are six things that can cause weight gain. And so what what you can do is very simple. One, you get on a healthy eating lifestyle. I recommend good, wholesome fats and oils in your uh, eating program. And we call it a lifestyle eating program. Eat eggs in the morning. You can have butter. Uh, Make sure you can have sausage. You can have olive oil. Fish oil is very good. I take a tablespoon or two of cod liver oil every day and so I'm putting a lot of fat in my body. Also, avocados are very good. Mm-hmm. So if you like guacamole, guacamole, mm-hmm. that's good for you. So put good fats in your body. Eat really good greens, fresh greens, organically organically grown greens if possible. And then eat a modicum of meat. Four to six ounces a day is more than adequate. If you do that, and you can prepare them with all kinds of seasonings. You may go like, oh, I'm going to miss my, you know, my rolls in the morning. I'm going to miss my... If you get plenty of fat, you miss... actually won't miss it. That's no. the amazing thing. The thing about fat, it satiates your... It does. Your, uh, your hunger uh, section of your brain, mm-hmm. and it satisfies it. Mm-hmm. So you end up burning fats, ketones, and this will help you lose weight. I also recommend a 24, 36, or 48-hour fast where you fast for, you know, have breakfast one morning and you don't eat till the next morning. And that puts you in a uh, state we call ketogenic state where you're going to burn off ketones and you're going to burn your fat at night and it's very helpful. I've got a good buddy of mine 
who started doing this, and he, he said, you know, I'm fasting three days a week. I said, really? Yeah, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I fast. He said, I lost 14 pounds in the last two weeks. Well, he's burning off fat. He looks really good. And you don't necessarily continue to, I mean, I don't rec- I'm not recommending that you fast three times a week, although, you know, you can fast a long time, weeks and weeks. Your body will burn up your excess fat. You could fa- literally fast, I think it's 40 days before you finally would die of hunger takes about 40 days of fasting. But so a fast of 24 or 36 hours, you'll, you'll be amazed how well you'll feel if you'll do that on a regular basis. So, the, so we want to treat, we want to eat healthy. We want to replenish our hormones, both the, the thyroid hormones, as well as your sex hormones. When they decline and balance those, you want to take vitamins and minerals to help your body detoxify the chemicals that you're exposed to. And then you want a good exercise program to tone you up. And that keeps the mitochondria working. But let me just mention to you, you can't exercise your way to low weight. In order to lose a pound of real fat, do you know how many miles you have to run? I used to know. I know it's a big number. You run. Yes. You have to run about 30 or 35 miles to lose one pound of real fat. Now, friends, that's a lot of running. I don't know about you. I don't have enough time to do it. So you eat your way to a proper ideal body weight. You don't exercise. Now, exercising is important. Cardiovascular mm-hmm. tone is important. Strengthening your muscles. All these are very important to do. But don't think by going to the gym one hour a week and just eating anything you want to eat or not having your hormones balanced, you can be able to lose weight because you won't. But we do recommend exercise. So I hope this helps you in your quest to get yourself on a program where you can obtain and maintain an ideal body weight. I'll leave you with one last thought. Skinny people live a lot longer than fat people. That's just a statistical fact. You know, with the insurance agencies and everything, the more you weigh. In fact, obese people lose about 10 years lifespan over people that are skinny. Well, you want to live longer? Be a skinny guy. Now, I'm, you might say, well, how are you doing? And you can look at me and I'm six foot tall. I weigh 173 pounds. My playing weight in high school was 167. And I like to get back there, but I keep myself thin and trim, and that's because I eat right. I eat healthy, you know, the way the way I talk about it, and Stacy can verify as long as she knows me. I eat healthy, mm-hmm. um, my eating program, and I don't overeat, and I eat good, healthy food. And I feel good, and I eat to live. I don't live to eat. That's a big difference. Did you get that? Eat to live. Mm-hmm. Don't live to eat. You can clean up your arteries. There have been books written on that by uh, reversing uh, cardiovascular disease. Uh, by Dr. Dean Ornish, great book, where he proved that you could literally clean up your arteries if you got on a strict vegetarian diet, which is amazing. So eating is important. Eating right is critical if if you're going to maintain a good ideal body weight. I believe that you and everyone you know and everyone listening to this program needs a health coach. You need a physician and a staff of professionals who'll coach you onto a path of health and wellness naturally so you enjoy a better quality of life without having to resort to taking pharmaceutical drugs, which, by the way, are also toxins and which poison the mitochondria and make you sicker quicker. You know that if you're on them. I had a buddy of mine come in about two months ago and he said, you know what I did a year ago? They had This guy's about 38. I was on 10 different drugs. I got rid of, I got rid of them all. They were making me feel terrible, Mm -hmm. and I feel so much better getting off the drugs. It reminds me of the little lady that 
talked to me in 1988 in the first, uh, in my first guest of the morning over at my old office on the north side, little lady, and I said, Miss Jones, how are you doing with a big smile? She said, Dr. Hoetze, I feel wonderful. Ever since I threw away all those drugs you were giving me, I feel like a million dollars. So that taught me something very important uh, that my dad had been planning in my brain for years, and that is don't poison your patients like all the other doctors do. So you need to have a health coach, a doctor and staff of professionals who coach you on a path of health and wellness naturally without the use of pharmaceutical drugs. Only in rare instances are they needed. And uh, they're given away like candy, and I promise you they will make you sicker quicker because they're toxic, and that really puts a toxic load on your body. Well, thank you, Dr. Hoetze. That was such good information and such a great message of hope for a lot of people out there who are struggling with their weight and just don't really know what to do. So we've got some solid answers there. And if you want more information on doing a 180 and taking charge of your health, then give us a call today at 281-698-8698. That's 281-698-8698. We'd love to give you a complimentary copy of Dr. Hoetze's book, Hypothyroidism, Health and Happiness. I got it right here. See, right That's there. right. And that's got all that great information in there for you. So again, 281-698-8698. Thank you for joining us today here at Dr. Hotsey's Wellness Revolution. provided on this radio program is neither intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice and is not intended to replace the services of a physician, nor does it constitute a doctor-patient relationship. You should not use information from this radio program to diagnose or treat a health problem or disease without consulting with a qualified health care provider. If you have or suspect you have an urgent medical problem, promptly contact a professional health care provider or call 911. Dr. Hotze's Wellness Revolution radio program advises you to always seek the advice of a physician or other qualified health provider prior to starting any new treatment or with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition. Any application of the recommendations from this radio program is at the listener's discretion.